And I look over the girl, the girl's head that I nanny for right next to her is Bradley Cooper. What? And I was like, yes, it was literally Bradley Cooper. Like it was insane. So I just immediately paused and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, I'm, I'm mid conversation with the girl that I nanny for. And I'm like, <gasps> and she's like, why'd you just stop talking? She's 10 years old and she's like super blunt and funny. Hi guys, welcome back to Drink Outside the Box with your host, Maria Morales and Caroline Lolly. What up? How are you? I'm feeling great. You're feeling good. Yes. <laughs> I finally am back from my drive. Oh my gosh. So How was it? It actually wasn't too bad. I was in Cincinnati for the weekend mm. celebrating my mom's 69th birthday. Oh. And we went to our go-to, which is what we did last year um celebrating at cooper's hawk which is this cute little restaurant in cincinnati and they've got a few locations in kenwood and liberty township so check them out if you haven't been oh so you got drunk with your mom yes she's actually a wine club (laughs) member which you know you could probably have predicted that if you know my mom but she i guess you get two bottles for like 30 bucks a month and because like she hasn't used them so they've just added up a across the course of the year and so she had 23 bottles that she have just added up and so I was like perfect let's let's make some good use of that this weekend and so we agreed on one after about six or seven tastings and um we went with the super Tuscan which is what we are going to drink some tonight it is a blend of Syrah Merlot and Cab um nice So here we go. It is the name Super Tuscan was born out of passion and innovation by winemakers who dared to set aside old world, old world words, what are they? (laughs) Italian winemaking regulations and grape restrictions. Big, bold, and far from ordinary, this modern blend shatters expectations of a traditional Tuscan red wine. So it is a product of Italy. It was imported and bottled by Cooper's Hawk Winery. In Illinois, and it is a whopping thirteen point five percent alcohol. So Ooh. I don't know why, but this is actually the wine that we drank last year at her birthday, mm. and I just find myself coming back to this one. It's really good. So Maybe you guys that, need to try it. That should be in your su- shelf for sure. If it keeps coming back to you, yeah, <laughs> it's coming back <laughs> to it's you. Good. You know that song? It's by Russ. Yes. Back to you. Back, back to, to you. you. Ooh. So cheers. All right. Let's do the honors. Here you go. Oh, <laughs> those are weak cheers. There, there you go. we go. <laughs> what right. do you think? All right. That's, that's strong, but I it's like it. It's not that bad. It's, it's good. So happy birthday, Mommy. We're here celebrating you. Happy birthday, Mommy, Caroline, Mommy Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> you can call her Mommy. I'm sure she wouldn't mind. All right. Hope you have. A, hope you had a good birthday, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it weird coming from you calling her Mommy? Oh, a little bit. It will be my first time calling her Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she can be your, your second Mommy. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So yeah, super glad I could celebrate with her. What did you do this weekend? Uh, well, I've been actually, I had a few family members over and it was kind of fun to see them because I, you know, it's the type of family you hear a lot about, but you've never actually met them. So, oh, really? Yes. Where do they live? They live in my dad's hometown and they're visiting. 
So it was... Where is he from? Uh, it's a little town in Mexico, in Guadalajara. It's a big city, but it's like kind of the outside small towns. So they're visiting and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's such a, it's such, so refreshing having people from your hometown and they bring like their costumes and like um, traditions. And it's like, oh, like I almost forgot what it's like. Being there? Yeah. And being around that type of people. So I was, I'm glad they visited for a little bit. That's good. Yes. I'm glad you got to see them. Yes. Yeah, hope they stay for a little longer. <laughs> do they have? Do they get a one-way ticket, or they have plans mm, to go back? No, they're just visiting. They're gonna go back, gotcha. which is kind of sad. But oh well, they have their lives. They're here for <laughs> a good time, not a long time. Yes, yeah, just for the holidays. Yeah, that was my interesting weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, like always, our Urban Dictionary word of the day. Which you is, want me to do the honors? Do the honors, please. It is. <laughs> you guys are going to get a kick out of this. Oh it God. is National Slap a Stupid Bitch Day. <laughs> so, guys, November 19th, time to slap a stupid bitch. Come here, Caroline. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hashtag oh November. Hashtag slap a bitch. Hashtag TikTok. TikTok. Oh hey, we God. just made a TikTok. Yes. If you guys have a TikTok, we are new to the game. You should follow us. Yes, you can follow us at Drink Outside the Box Duel. That's how you're going to find us. Yeah, just like our email. Exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> if you are new to listening to our podcast, if you have any suggestions or you want to be on the podcast or really just anything you want to say to us, either slide into our mm. DMs on Instagram at yes. Drink Outside the Box Podcast or. Find us on TikTok at Drink Outside the Box Duo, right? Yes. You guys are in for a super big treat today because we've got Olivia Legali all the way from New York City on the line. Hey, Olivia. Hi. Hey. How are you guys? We're doing good. How about you? Doing good. I'm drinking my White Claw now for Drink Outside the Box, so I'm feeling good. Awesome. We love it. Um, so I'm really glad this actually worked out because it was like super hard for our schedules to coordinate. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel like coordinating schedules with multiple people is the worst. Like if I have one person coming onto my podcast, it's so easy. But if there's two or three or more, it's like impossible to find a time that works. Yeah. I feel you. Even with us, it's really, yeah. really hard to coordinate when we're going to record because it's, it's, uh, our schedules are always, not yes. always opposite, but oftentimes they are. Yeah, especially now, totally. like holidays coming up. So I'm really glad this is happening as well. And it's really, really nice to meet you finally. I was telling her I that know. you've been talking so much about her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so glad it's, this is finally happening. Oh, I've been that's so nice. Ways, like through you too, because you've had, you just celebrated a year for your podcast, right? Yes, I had my one year episode literally I guess yesterday was my one-year episode came out and it was so crazy because I've never like committed to something for that long like I don't think I've ever actually stuck with something for like that I actually did every single week for an entire year so it was like kind of crazy that I followed through with it and now that I've come up on my one year I'm like oh my god what do I do now do I just keep doing it because I'm so used to it it's like it'll never end (laughs) Yeah, that's it. I think the same with us because we technically yes. started in February, but then it took us about a month for um, Anchor to 
approve us, I think. Yeah, it took a while. Yeah. The RSS feed, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, it's just been, like, whenever we do have free time that we can produce content and have it up, that's when when we do it. So it's not really been as regular as yours. So Yeah, no, but that makes sense because there's two of you and there's only one of me. So it's way easier for me to last minute record a podcast because I literally just need myself and my microphone in like 20 minutes. (laughs) So it's way easier. Oh my gosh. So we are glad this worked out. And since this uh, is a drink outside the box, which we're speaking of it, uh, what is a drink that describes you? Or what's your to-go drink? Okay, so my my, my go-to drink also, I think, describes me, but I think it's a vodka soda with lemon. And I feel like that's so like basic bitch, but I love vodka sodas and I am actually doing keto right now. So they're like low carb. I guess I can't have the lemon technically on keto, but like a vodka soda, low carb. And it's simple like me. Like I like to, I like to keep things simple in my life and in my drinks. and it's bubbly. And I feel like I'm kind of a bubbly person. So I feel like my go-to drink also kind of describes me. <laughs> Aw, that's really, really cute. What would yours be, Maria? Well, I would say it'd be tequila because it goes with a lot of things. And Oh, yes, girl. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And I don't know, I feel like I can kind of get along with all kinds of people. So I would, I would say that's the best one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I can't agree. I I just I can never get tequila down. The smell of it just makes me want to gag. But strong. I feel like you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. I mean, I grew up drink not drinking since I was a little girl. Oh my gosh! But I was around. I was around it more. Cheers. That's so funny. Cheers, girl. I don't know what mine would be, though. I feel like I don't really have a go-to drink because sometimes I, I like a nice red wine. Mm, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And then, actually, I just celebrated my mom's 69th birthday um, last Aww. night in Cincinnati. Have you been there before? Where was it? At Cooper's Hawk. No, I've never been. Oh, you've got to go. It's so good. I will. I'll write that down. Are you going to be in town for um, the holidays? Yeah, I'll be there for Thanksgiving and for like a week around Christmas. I'm so excited. We could do a wine tasting there. That'd be so fun. Oh, oh my gosh. It's so fun. I'll definitely do that. Oh my gosh. Wine tastings are the best. <laughs> yeah. My mom and I had oh my God, they're the best. tastings because we couldn't decide on a bottle that we wanted to have. <laughs> but I, don't know, um, I would say mojito maybe because... It's sweet and it's kind of complicated because um, yes. I'm definitely high maintenance. <laughs> um, <laughs> really good and I feel like everybody loves it. I love mojitos. Yeah. Yes. So they're kind of sneak, sneaky. You don't think you're getting drunk, but you are. Right. <laughs> yes. Totally. That's how I feel about vodka sodas sometimes too. If it just tastes like a soda, I, yes. just, I don't expect, I don't see it coming and then bam. <laughs> it's healthy technically because you're not getting all the calories from the sugars of mixture. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so before we dive into talking about you and your podcast and 
I guess, life in the big city. Um, I thought we'd give our listeners a little bit of background and how we know each other. So do you want to yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, I can say how we met. Um, so we, me and Caroline did the Nordstrom fashion board in high school, which I don't know if every Nordstrom has a Nordstrom fashion board, but ours did. And I don't honestly even remember how I like got to know about the Nordstrom fashion board, but I, um, I, I was like a board that you could apply for and you had to do like a little fashion project and there was like an interview. It was like kind of a process to like get approved to be on the fashion board. And then it was a group of like, I don't even know how many of us were on it, maybe like 30 or more girls and like one guy. And we like met like once or twice a month and just like talked about fashion at Nordstrom and me and Caroline were both on it in Cincinnati. Shout out to the Nordstrom at Kenwood Town Center. It's like my favorite Nordstrom. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's how we met. And yet we like never really talked, which definitely needs to change. I know. And it's so funny because we do have so much in common. And I feel like since we were on Fashion Board, we we both just like followed each other on Instagram. So I feel like I know you Uh through Instagram. (laughs) I feel like I know you through your podcast too. Yes, through your podcast. Exactly. It's so funny. And it's so funny too. People who I have never really met before, but when they listen to my podcast, they'll feel like they've met me and then I'll meet them in person and they'll act like they know me and like Mm -hmm. hug me and like talk to me like they know me so well. And it's so funny, like how well you really can get to know someone through a podcast. Right. Actually, are you watching or did you watch the E-People's Choice Awards last weekend? No, I didn't. I should have. I'm so bad about that. Hannah Brown, who I'm sure, you know, was the bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. She won for, I forget what the title was, but it was basically Mm. like the people voted her for the best um, reality star. I don't really know. Oh, wow. And Jason Kennedy was interviewing her, basically asking like, so how do you get used to this life? You know, going from being like just a girl from Alabama to like not winning Miss USA, but being in the Miss USA pageant then being on The Bachelor, then being The Bachelorette. And she's like, you know, it's nuts. Like, I have people that I meet in the bathroom who are like, I feel like you're my best friend because she's so relatable. She has her whole life out there on a public platform. So, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's really, really Oh, my God. That's so crazy. That's, like, really cool, though. I feel like it's cool to meet people and feel like, like, you don't, like, I feel like for me, I don't realize that I've affected people or, like, helped people, maybe. I, like, had a girl who is in, like, middle school at the middle school I went to, and she's in middle school now, and she somehow found my podcast and listened to it, and she, like, listened to my episode on anxiety, and she was, like, it helped me so much with my anxiety, and I was, like, crying. I was, like, I had no idea that I could, like, help people through just doing something that, like, I literally do for a hobby, for fun, you know? Yes. Um, I'm in the scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad Facebook group. And I think I've talked yeah. a bit about this on a different podcast, but I like actually met one of the girls that I met up with in real life at the bachelor in paradise taping. Like I met her on their Facebook. Yes. Group. So that's just nuts. That, that is so crazy. It's so cool, right? It's like a community like that can come together through a podcast. It's, a, right. it's amazing. I hope that happens for both of ours like, yes. on an even greater scale. I think that'd be so dope. Oh my God. I know that's like the goal. I feel like is to like have a big listener base that's like can all come together and like be friends and be a community and like have these kinds of conversations. That's like, I think my goal with my podcast. Yeah, totally. And like you said, if if it serves as a, like 
aid for people who are going through, like you said, anxiety. That's how you know you're doing something great. And totally. that's an amazing goal. And I hope like for both of us, like for anybody out there who's starting up really achieves that. That's something I want for all of us. <laughs> Amen. Oh, me too. That's awesome. So touching on the podcast, how did Saturday Night Live start up? Yeah. So yeah, I have a podcast called Saturday Night Live Podcast. Go subscribe if you've never listened or go listen if you haven't. Um, Yeah, so I I just started my podcast a year ago, literally a year ago. Um, Honestly, I don't remember why I started it. I I always have like had to have something creative that I'm working on. Um, And that was kind of like my passion project. I decided one day. I want to do this. I think I could get a USB microphone, plug it into my computer and record a podcast. And I actually took a podcasting class my last semester of my senior year of college. And I didn't think much of it. I just did it as an elective course, something easy to get an EVA and like boost my GPA for my last semester. Like I really didn't think much of it, but I learned so much about podcasting through it. And I learned about what platforms to record on and like your radio voice and like all these different sorts of things and how to edit, especially that was like the biggest thing. And I never thought I would take anything away from that class. And then I guess it was a year after I graduated or yeah, I guess a year after I graduated, I randomly was like, I wanted, cause I started listening to podcasts. Um, that was not a thing that I did when I was in college. I didn't listen to any podcasts, but then once I moved to New York, it was so nice to have podcasts to listen to on the subway and you're walking around so much. And like, I always had headphones in and like music was getting kind of boring to listen to. So I was like, I could do this. And I got started getting so into podcasts and I started really getting into the, I don't get it podcast with Ashley. I from the bachelor or from, yeah, from the bachelor. Wait, and I loved, I didn't know that she had a separate one. I only know about the, um, the one that she does with Ben Higgins. Yeah, so she, I actually think her other one is so much better. She has one with her sister and a former Bachelor producer, um, Naz Perez, and their podcast is amazing. Sorry I interrupted you, though. Go ahead. No, oh my God, you're totally fine. Yeah, so I love their podcast, and I was like, it's just like three girls sitting around a table having girl talk, and I was like, I feel like I could do this. So I just randomly decided one day I was going to start a podcast and like, Anything that I could think to talk about, I would just do. And my mom was like, you need to narrow it down. Like you're talking about one thing this week and a random thing the next week. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not like trying to create a brand or like stay consistent. Like my only goal is to put a podcast out every single Saturday for a year and like see what happens. And that's kind of what I did. So it was mostly me just wanting to create something and like have something to say, I guess, and see if I could really do it and like put it all together and make it happen. And it was, it was almost like a challenge for myself, I guess. And I did it. So that's kind of cool. And you guys are catching me now at like my one year. Yeah. So so cool. We're here to celebrate with you. Yes. We're all, I know. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's why we're drinking. (laughs) Oh, well, that's That's amazing. And like you said, um, it, I like that. I like that. That she she said that she's not trying to come up with a brand or something specific. She's just having fun with it, and it's great. Like it's really, really totally. Good. Yeah, I feel like that's so important when you're 
trying to create something, I think it's so easy. Like I've gotten caught up in like, I want to get sponsorships and I want to make so much money off of this someday. And then I realized like I had to go back to the beginning and be like, why did I start this? I didn't start it to make money. I didn't start it to be cool. Like I just started it because I wanted to create something and like have something to say. And I think that's kind of what got me through the whole year because it wasn't like it didn't matter if I got zero listens or like 200 listens on an episode. And you know what I mean? Like it didn't matter if it was super successful or literally no one was listening. I was just doing it for myself. Right. And like, I think that's funny. Your mom was trying to get you to narrow it down to like (sighs) one kind of general topic because people will ask me as far as drink outside the box goes about, well, what's it about? And I'm like, literally just two girls having a glass of wine, like whether we're drinking or not, like yeah. whether it's alcoholic or not, it's, it varies because there is so much different things to talk about. And Yes, exactly. And I feel like it's more fun to have it be open because if you do narrow it down so much, like there's only so many episodes you're going to be able to talk about like one specific category of things, you know? Yeah. And I think about like Tanya, Tanya and Becca's podcast, like it would be so boring if they just had it narrowed down to like one topic. Right. Like I want to hear about everything in their lives and everything that's going on and their opinions on anything. Like, like I just want to hear them talk, you know? And it's just an open book and that's what makes mm-hmm. it the best. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which though, so I was driving from Cincinnati back to Nashville tonight and I did listen to your most recent episode that released yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, it did. So Um, For those of you that haven't listened, Olivia had a little, she arranged like a blind date for her friend that lives in New York City. And um, how many different guys did you guys have on it? We had four. I got four guys from Bumble to call in and like have a blind date (laughs) over the phone with my friend. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So yeah, you guys listen because I thought it was hilarious. And also since we're both big Bachelor Nation fans, that was like perfect. I know. I was like, I think I've hit gold. Like this could be my new podcast. Like if I'm going to start a new one for like the fall, the next year, like this could be something. Cause I have gotten so many DMS and texts and everything about that episode. And they're like, like so many, I've gotten people like that. I don't even know sending me like DM requests. Like I want to be on your podcast. I want to be the next like bachelorette on your podcast. Oh so my funny. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't What's that so funny? What did you say? Did she pick, um, what was his name, Walt? She ended up picking Brendan in the end. So, I mean, I guess Walt is never going to hear this episode, but once I showed her Walt's picture, she didn't think he was that cute, but we didn't want to say that on air. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I felt so bad, though. So she was like, I feel bad, but, like, I don't think Walt's that cute. And I was like, it's fine. So she got Brendan's number. And Brendan's honestly really cute. And I think they've texted, but I don't know. I don't know if they're going to, like, get drinks or anything that's so funny you have to keep us posted I'm like really intrigued I know I know everyone's been asking me like what's the status what's going on and I'm like well I literally recorded that episode on Friday night and put it out on Saturday night so like there really hasn't been much time since it happened yet (laughs) oh yes people need a (laughs) follow-up I know I'll be like yeah (laughs) speaking of dating though so what's Mm -hmm. dating like in the big city I know you oh my gosh. met boyfriend on Hinge, right? Yeah, I met my boyfriend on Hinge, like, literally, I'd only lived here, like, two months before I met my boyfriend, and now we've been dating for, like, two years, so I've been with him almost the entire time that I've lived in New York, but 
I know through my friends and like my friend that was on my podcast on Friday, like dating is really hard in New York. And we talked about it like a little bit on the episode from yesterday, but Mm. it's just like there, there are almost so many options in New York that it's like, I think it's overwhelming to people. And some, one of the guys was saying he was like on dating apps, especially in New York, there's almost so many options that you wonder, even if you meet someone that you like, you always have in the back of your head. I wonder if there's someone better because there are so many people here in New York. There's got to be something better. So you're mm-hmm. always looking for like the next best thing. And then you never like settle on one person, which right. kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I think dating is really, really hard in New York. And there's also like a lot of different kinds of people in New York and there is, I mean, not to judge anyone, but there are some crazy people in New York and you just don't know. And I think online dating is such a, a big thing right now with dating apps, you really like, you just really don't know what you're going to get, especially in New York. Cause there are just so many different types of people here. So I think it's really, really hard to meet people. And it's almost like you're a small fish in a big pond here. So it's like, you can kind of get lost in the shuffle. And I think that it's such a big city that maybe someone who was used to like, like in college, I feel like I could go to the bar and talk to guys that went to the college with me and whatever. But in New York, it's like, I feel like there are so many people. It's like almost intimidating to talk to anyone when you're out right. because I don't know. It's like, it's New York city. And I don't know. That's how I thought at least. So I met my boyfriend on hinge and I was like in love with him after like our second date probably. So I like didn't need to date from there. But um, yeah, I know for my friends, it's been a really big struggle for them. And I think a lot of people say that that just dating in New York kind of sucks in general. Right. Which is sad. It's really sad. <laughs> Uh, how Maria? How would you say that for as compares comparing that with Nashville? Oh my God! There's she was showing me Hinge when you brought it up. I actually have it on, <laughs> on my phone. phone because my friend. That's so funny. She, she convinced me to download it, and she was like, "Just let's do it for fun." But I don't think it's as good as in New York City. I feel like you don't have that many options as in. New York City, and you would say, I want to have that problem. I want to have so many good options that I don't even know what to choose. But then that comes around and you're like, oh, wait, no, never mind. This is too much. Too much. Yeah. So I don't know what I would do. I'd probably be like, yeah. I know. <laughs> so I was I on Tinder and Bumble like two years ago. And the majority of the guys, like aside from going to like, the Vanderbilt, Belmont, Lipscomb, right? Yeah, you know the three major colleges that are around this area. They were all tourists. So, oh, like, I mean, oh. depending on where you go out in Nashville, True, if you yes. go out on Broadway, you're sure, like, almost ten out or ten out of ten times, you're gonna have like it's gonna be somebody that's a tourist, just because it is like Broadway. Yeah, but yeah, that's so true. I never even thought about that. There's not. It's not something official. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I would rather try dating in New York City anyway. <laughs> rather yeah, visit. I know. We, we're going to go visit you to try it out. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, you guys should definitely come visit. That's so funny. I think there's like, you know, there's pros and cons to both. It's like in Nashville, it's probably a smaller community. So it might be easier to meet people, but you don't feel like you have as many options. And then here it's like so many people, it's harder to meet people. And you have like too many options. <laughs> right. So and also that like I don't know. cliche thing where like if you are actually like looking for it, like it you're probably not going to find it, but it, it will come come to you oh, when you're yes. least expecting it. 
Yeah. Because that's totally my relationship with Sam was like, I was not really expecting to get in a relationship, you know, one month before graduation and it happened. So. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. You never know. I, I totally believe in that too. It's like all about timing. And I feel like when you're trying to force a relationship to happen, like I want a boyfriend now, it's just not going to work. But if you just like focus on yourself and your life and you don't worry about it, that's when like things come along. Right. Naturally. Yeah, totally. So we saw a picture on your Instagram and it, it was a quote from Sex and the City. And you know how yeah. uh, Carrie, she's like, women come to New York for the two boyfriend, boyfriend apartment or what was the third thing a job i think a job. yes, yes. <laughs> that should have been the first thing yes <laughs> a boyfriend so <laughs> in your experience what brought you to the big apple yeah um well for me i had always wanted to live in new york city i was like one of those girls that grew up thinking it was so glamorous and so cool And like, I would love to live there someday. Um, and then when college graduation came around, I graduated um, from the University of South Carolina in May of 2017. Mm. And I just decided, well, actually, I had a job lined up to have um, to work in Alaska, like do an uh, internship okay. in Alaska. And then at the last second, the job was like kind of weird. And like, I didn't hear from them, but they sent me a plane ticket. Like this company sent me a plane ticket to fly to Alaska, but they hadn't told me like where I was going to live or like if anyone was picking me up from the airport and I like freaked out. So I didn't go to Alaska and I emailed them as a, literally the day before I was supposed to move to Alaska. And I was like, never mind, I don't want to go. Oh my God. And so I didn't, I know I it was like crazy. So then I didn't go to Alaska, but then like a few weeks after that, um, I ended up getting an internship in New York City. So it like kind of worked out because that was like way more of my dream than going to Alaska anyway. Mm. Um, and then I ended up doing an internship in New York City for a little bit, but it was like really overwhelming for me. I had never had like a corporate job before, like ever in my life. It was my first time. And the job was definitely like, it had a lot of perks. It was beautiful. And I got free makeup and it was in like this, this building that was amazing on the water by the Statue of Liberty. Like it was just, it, it looked super glamorous and I like totally like fell for all of that. And then like my anxiety totally got the best of me. Like I just couldn't handle it. And I ended up having a panic attack for like a week straight. And I called my parents and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't go back to that job. I'm literally like freaking out. And I ended up quitting that job. And I was like so disappointed in myself that I couldn't do a normal job like everyone else. But so I was still like, you know what, if there's any one thing I'm going to do here, I'm going to freaking like live out this lease and at least live in New York city until this lease is up because I, I, at least I've committed to that. Like at least I can follow through with that. So I got a job at anthropology and I was like, I'm just going to work at anthropology as a sales associate and live in New York city because at least I can say that I live in New York city, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I worked at anthropology. I, then started nannying because that was like way better money. And I, I still do that now. Um, I've been with the family I nanny for now um, for like a year, which is awesome. So that's like kind of the story of how I got to New York. But then once my lease was up, my first lease, I wanted to stay. And well, actually, at first, I did not want to stay. I was like, I'm moving back to Cincinnati. I can't go through like finding a new apartment because that whole New York City apartment search is like absolutely insane. So I was like, I can't go through that stress again. 
And then my roommate at the time was like, Olivia, I found this beautiful apartment and I want you to live there with me. Just like, just come see it. And then like, just tell me what you think. So I went and saw the place and it was stunning. Like it was so much better than our previous apartment. And we like have views of the Hudson river and the statue of Liberty now. And like, it's a beautiful apartment. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing it. I guess I'm living in New York city for one more year. So I did that. And then I thought after that, I was like, that's it. I'm moving back to Cincinnati. And then at the end of our year lease, I thought for sure I wouldn't stay. And then my roommates were like, we decided we want to stay for one more year. I'm like, we want you to stay too. So I was like, okay, I'll stay for one more year. <laughs> so now I'm on my like third lease in New York. And I'm kind of, it, my lease ends in May. So I'm kind of coming up on like, oh God, what am I going to do in May? Um, but this kind of happens every year and I end up still sticking around. So who knows if I'll stay or not, but I've been in New York now for like two, two and a half years. So, so yeah, that's how I got here. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. That's like what I, that's what I want life to throw at me. Like just being like <laughs> yeah. genius and just going with it. Yes. yes. And that's, like not being yeah. scared to move. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, I was definitely scared. (laughs) I was really scared, but you know what I thought though, too? Like I would rather be afraid and move to New York than never be like, than never be afraid and never move to New York. You know what I mean? Like I was almost, yes, I was more afraid to not do it and live with like the regret. That's like what my biggest fear was. So I was like, I'm just going to go for this, whatever. I don't know what's going to happen. I could have panic attacks every day and like have to move home or I could love it. And luckily I ended up really liking it here. So, but you know, it doesn't matter too. I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, I failed. I couldn't survive in New York more than a year or or like it ate me alive or whatever. And I feel like a lot of New Yorkers brag about that. Like some people don't make it out of New York alive. Like this place will like eat you up. And I'm like, I don't think it's a failure. I think it's just, New York is for some people and it isn't for other people. And like, that's okay. You know? Right. Yeah. I've only been, I think three times just because um, I went with my friend from Sycamore actually um, to visit FIT back when she was still in high school. Oh, and so we made so it cool. Cause I think her mom wasn't able to visit and I was like, I'll go with you. And that was, that was my first time ever. And it was in February. So it was like high of 16 degrees and, I just like, it, I was glamorized by the whole thing, like how you were saying how you always wanted to live there. But yeah, um, it was just like, I hate being cold. <laughs> and I mean, yes. So much more expensive. Um, but then I came back like two more times because I have a few childhood friends that do live there. One just moved to Philly, but um, one lives in Greenwich Village. And then um, one actually goes to Cornell for med school. So I have to make it back and visit you guys soon, but I don't know. Like I, I think I'm the same way. Like I definitely, like I always tell myself, you know, I want to live in LA or New York, like at some point in my twenties, just to, because, because it's in my head and I just want to go out there and experience it and just whatever like is thrown at me, I'll just go with it. But it's still like so scary. Oh my gosh. It's totally, it's so scary, but I agree. Like, I think the sooner you can do it, the better because, I just feel like as we get older, we have more responsibilities or we've made more friends where we are. And it's so hard to, to move somewhere new when you're older, if that makes sense. Yes. It's just, it was so much easier for me to do this when I was like 22, just graduated from college, didn't have anything tying me down. Like who knew where the world would take me, but like 
even now it's harder for me to move somewhere else because I have, I have a boyfriend I've been with for two years and I have friends that I've made here now. And right. it's, yeah. So I, I totally can see that. It's like, but once it's in your head, I, it's like hard to get it out of your head that like you want to live in New York for sure. Um, what would you say? Like, is it actually like a whole different world there as far as like, you know, navigating the subway system and like the apartment hunt and like what your friend was saying about the in-unit washer dryer? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's a, like a whole different ball game here, but it's funny because now I'm used to all of it. So it's hard to remember what it was like before I lived here, even though it's only been like two and a half years, but, um, it's a whole other ball game, like just even not having a car. So I either walk or take the subway everywhere. That's just like a whole lifestyle change that you have to get used to. So it's a lot of being outside and walking, which is like really hard. Sorry. Um, you got to tell them who was sitting next to you on the subway the other day. Oh my God. Yes. I didn't talk about this on my podcast. So (laughs) this is exclusive information. (laughs) Um, I, (laughs) I, um, I was sitting on the subway with the little girl that I nanny for, and I had to go pick her up from her mom's office because she didn't have school on like Monday or something. So I went to go pick her up from her mom's office and it was in Midtown, but we live all the way downtown. I live right by the girl that I nanny for. Like we live a block from each other. So we were taking the one train downtown and it's a local train. So it was like 13 stops in the subway. So me and her were sitting there on the train for probably like 30 to 40 minutes on the train, like talking, giggling about whatever, um, like having stupid like kid conversations. And then this lady comes onto the subway and she has like a one-year-old in a stroller. And so she strolls her stroller onto the subway and sits across from us on the subway. And she sits down and looks up at the guy next to me and the girl that I nanny for. And she sits down and looks up at him and she goes, oh, and she like starts waving at him. And I'm like, that's weird. Does she know this guy? And she like <laughs> holds her baby's she like picks up her baby's hand and has her waving her baby's hand at this guy next to us. And I was like, what is going on? Who is this? And I turn and look. So this guy's literally sitting next to the girl that I nanny for. So it's me, the girl that I nanny for, and this guy. And I look over the girl, the girl's head that I nanny for right next to her is Bradley Cooper. And I was like, yes, it was literally Bradley Cooper. Like it was insane. So I just immediately paused and I'm like, (gasps) I'm like, I'm I'm mid conversation with the girl that I nanny for. And I'm like, (gasps) and she's like, why'd you just stop talking? She's 10 years old. And she's like super blunt and funny. She's like, why'd you just stop talking? And I was like, um, and I like whispered to her. I'm like, that's a famous actor next to you. And she goes, really? What movies is he in? And she (laughs) says it so loud. (laughs) And I'm like, oh God. And he had headphones on like, like beats, but they weren't beats, but it was like big headphones on. And when the lady waved at him, he like got really red in the face and like didn't wave back to her. And then he just like got off the subway at the next stop. So he was like very like embarrassed or shy or just didn't want people to notice him. So I didn't say anything and I'm like kind of regretting it, but I could tell he was like kind of embarrassed. But yeah, so I sat next to Bradley Cooper for like 13 stops in the subway and didn't notice until he was literally like getting off the subway. It was so crazy. Oh my God. Um, recently, or I don't know, a few months ago, I guess, um, I was grocery shopping with Sam and Reba was actually picking up bananas, like right next <gasps> to And oh my God. To him, I was like, that's Reba. And he goes, who's Reba? <laughs> and she's like, right there. It was so embarrassing. Oh but God. I was like, way too scared to go say hi. And like, I didn't want to, in Nashville, like people don't really 
like go up and ask the celebrities for pictures just because yeah. it's Nashville and like they all live here. Yeah. So it's yeah. a safe spot to um, be away from the fans. But yeah, I kind of regret not getting a selfie with her. Oh my God, that's so crazy. And it's almost like even crazier because if you go to like a meet and greet or you go to some celebrity thing, you expect to see them. But when you see them out in the wild, it's like totally unexpected. It's even more exciting and shocking. And you're like, what do I do? I don't know. Do I say something? Or is that embarrassing? And it's like, I don't know. It was just so crazy. And I almost did like a double take because I'm like, that can't be Bradley Cooper. And then I'm just staring at his face and I'm like, I know Bradley Cooper's face. I've watched a million movies with Bradley Cooper. Like that was 1000% Bradley Cooper. It was just so crazy. I'm kind of surprised yeah. you have like security. Yes, that's what I was going to say. That's oh, what I found. I know. Yeah. I mean, literally, I don't think anyone would have recognized him if I hadn't looked him right in the face because obviously I'd been sitting next to him, but he's literally wearing like sweatpants, sweatshirt and headphones on. And I looked up like where he goes to the gym because I'm like such a creeper after that. And he like <laughs> does go to the gym like right by where we were on the subway. So he was definitely like going, coming back from the gym. But like he looked like any normal guy. And with his like big headphones on and sweatshirt, I feel like he could get away with people not recognizing him. But yeah. also like when you when you look him in the face, it's like without a doubt, that's Bradley Cooper. So yeah, I was a <laughs> what what'd you say? What gym does he go to? Oh my gosh, Carol. That's so funny. It was called like Gotham Gym or something. I don't know. It was in Tribeca. But I looked up like I literally Googled like Bradley Cooper today because I wanted to know for sure. Like, was that Bradley Cooper or is he like today? Is he in California? And I'm like completely mistaken. And it was like yesterday or like yesterday morning. Bradley Cooper had been at like his gym, Gotham Gym, working out in Tribeca. And that's like right near where I saw him on the subway. So I was like, okay, this is him. And he like just got divorced. Like, I didn't know he had just gone through all this stuff. So I don't know. I was like all shook and I was like, oh my God, I should have said something. I missed my shot. <laughs> I didn't know that either though. Yeah. He like just got divorced and yeah, I know. Oh, wow. This um, one guy that he's a DJ at the radio station I work at. He apparently mm-hmm. like works out with Keith Urban. So <gasps> that's so cool. I, I, can't tell, I don't know what the name is of the gym, but I know it's somewhere in Green Hills. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Oh man, I want to meet, meet a celebrity. <laughs> Maybe I have been close and I don't even realize. Yeah, you just got to your eyes open. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought that too because I was like, of all the times I've been on the subway in two and a half years, there's no way this is the first time I've sat next to a celebrity. I just haven't really noticed. But on the subway in New York, you're not supposed to look people in the eyes because like if you make eye contact with a crazy person, you're doomed because they're going to like come over and start screaming at you or like do something crazy. Just because there's a lot of like, well, New York's like a big homeless population and a lot of the homeless population is like suffers from mental health disorders and things. So like if you do make eye contact or like they see you like staring at them, like someone who might be like mentally disabled, like they could start being a little crazy. So usually like in New York, at least this is my experience. or This is what people have told me. You're just supposed to like keep your head down, talk to whoever you're with and like not make eye contact or just like look at your phone. Like don't look at anyone in the eyes. But um, I'm glad I like looked up and saw him <laughs> because I would have been really sad to miss that. Too bad he had his headphones on. I know. But I know that was my one thing. I feel like if he didn't have headphones on, I could have at least been like, hi. I don't know. <laughs> That's how I was like with when I was at the Bachelor in Paradise taping because um, I don't know. I'm just like, 
starstruck by them because I watched them on TV forever yeah. from like when they were the bachelorette and then also on paradise. And it's just like, I feel like I know them, like what we were saying earlier about as far as us and the community that we've created with podcasting, but like, I was too scared, like to even talk to them most of the time. But then my, um, I don't know when Mike Johnson walked by, I was like, I love you, Mike. <laughs> you gave me a like the best day ever. <laughs> that is, that's so cool. No, I would be starstruck too, especially as bachelor people, because that's like the show that I watched most consistently. But it's so funny that you're like, I feel like we're so used to seeing their faces on TV that when you see a celebrity's face in person, it's almost like doesn't register as them because you're not used to like seeing them in real life. I don't know. It's just like weird. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Now I want to go to New York City for sure. Yeah, we definitely have to visit. Yes. We'll make Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. That would be so fun. Well, for someone who's already settled in New York City and has been there long enough to, you know, adopt certain aspects of the culture, do you have any advice for somebody who wants to move to the big city, who is maybe too scared to do it or doesn't think they can afford it or just doesn't think they will make it? What advice would you give them? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, this is a really good question. I think my biggest piece of advice would be just go for it and don't, you're not committing your whole life to living in New York City. You're just committing to like one lease or one year or give it a time frame because I know it can be so scary and intimidating to move to such a big city and it's, it's crazy and it's expensive and it's wild and it's fast paced and there's public transportation and no cars and it's cold. Like there's so many scary things about it. But if you just put a time frame on it and you're like, listen, I'm going to live in New York City for six months and if I hate it, I will move home that makes it so much less intimidating to start off with. And then um, my other piece of advice with that, I guess would be get a sublease instead of like signing a lease for a place. Because if you sublease from people, you can kind of get a better deal sometimes. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll be subleasing a smaller bedroom. Like, like me and my roommates, we have technically it's a one bedroom apartment, but we made it into three bedrooms because we put up like, in New York, there's such thing as like fake walls. So we made like our living room into a bedroom with a fake wall. And we made like our home office into a bedroom with a fake wall. And we subleased the home office to one of our friends. So she didn't have to sign the lease. She didn't have to put down all the money and like the applications and like pay for the walls and all of these sorts of things. So she like saved a lot of money that way. And then she got the cheapest bedroom also. Cause it's like, I mean, it's super small and like she doesn't have a window or a door or anything. Like it's not, a, it's not great. But she saves a lot of money that way, too. And she, like, still gets to live in New York City. And we live in a doorman building with an elevator and a gym. So we have a lot of, like, yeah. So, yeah. So we have a lot of, like, nice things about it. But I would say look for a sublease. And there's a lot of websites or, like, Facebook groups. There's one called Ghost Light Housing. And it's just everyone in New York City putting up, like, subleases after, like, everyone in New York's looking for a subleaser because, there's just so many people in New York at the last minute, they get a new job and they have to leave or their job transfers them to LA and they have to move there now. So there's always subleases available in New York. And the good part about subleases too, is that they're not always a year long. So you don't have to commit to living in New York for a full year if you don't want to. Um, but then I guess with that also be careful of like living with strangers. Cause you never know like who's crazy. <laughs> um, Did you know your roommate but, before? 
No, I didn't. So I met um, my first two roommates. I met both of them online. So the first one that I actually signed my first lease with ended up being a little bit crazy. And like, that was just like a crazy story. And we had like a falling out and it was like terrible, terrible, terrible. Like the, I've only ever had like one bad roommate situation and it was that one in New York. And so that's why I really thought like, I'm not living in New York ever again. Like this is terrible. But Mm -hmm. then my other roommate, I had three roommates. She was subleasing from us at our first place. She was like, Olivia, like, I don't want you to move back to Cincinnati. I want you to stay. So she started just apartment hunting on her own and she found our place and she was like, please move here with me. And she found it. And I was like, Oh my God, okay. I'll live there with you. And so I've been with her. This is our third like year together living together. And she's awesome. And I love her. And I probably couldn't, I literally wouldn't be here without her because I would have moved back to Cincinnati because apartment hunting in New York is the most stressful thing I think many people go through in terms of like moving here. It's just like finding an apartment and like dealing with brokers and all of those things is so stressful and crazy. And like, there are so many fees involved. Like you can spend upwards of like $10,000 just to like get an apartment in New York city, like signing the lease, paying the broker, putting down the security deposit, putting down two months rent up front. Like it can be so crazy. So I personally, looking back, I would avoid all of that by just subleasing from someone and just like moving right in to someone's apartment and like not dealing with any of the stuff that I dealt with. Cause it can be like, it can be really, really crazy, but I hope that that didn't like stop anyone from moving there. Cause I feel like I just made it sound really scary and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one has to go through their own experiences and that's how you grow, learn and grow. I, I yeah. say kudos yeah. to you though, for getting yes. that many girls in one bedroom apartment. Oh my gosh, yes. I don't know. If oh I my can... God. Yeah, no, it's totally crazy. It's, we have three of us in one bathroom but I have like the real bedroom and then one girl, yeah, has a living room and then the other one has like the home office, but it it works. And it's honestly a really good setup for the fake walls and everything. Like the layout of the apartment worked well for making, like creating bedrooms, but it's a tight squeeze. And I'm pretty sure after May, none of us want to live there anymore just because after two years of living in that apartment, it's like starting to feel a little cramped. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that would be my biggest piece of advice. Just go for it and set a time limit on how long you want to live there and like apply for jobs too, because my parents were like, we're not letting you move to New York unless you get a job there. And then we will help you find an apartment there. Mm -hmm. But because I just wanted to get an apartment and live in New York and then find a job because that seemed way easier. But my parents were not having that. They were like, that is way too risky. Yeah. So then I just applied, like I spent like weeks and weeks applying for any job in New York that I could find. And then I finally got that internship. And I mean, it wasn't the reason that I stayed in New York, but it was the reason that I moved to New York. So for that, like, I'm thankful for it. And I think, you know, I think that could be the case with anything, like apply for a job, even if you're iffy about it, or even if it's an internship, that's not your dream job or whatever, use it to get to New York and do it for a little while. And if you enjoy it, stick with it. And if not, like apply to more jobs, because at that point you're in New York. So Mm-hmm. And like the world's your oyster once you're in New York. There's like unlimited job opportunities here, you know? Right. My parents said the same thing with me wanting to move to LA. They're like, well, first of all, like they don't want me to move that far away. But mm-hmm. um, my dad, was yeah. like, you need to have a job before you drop your life and move anywhere. Like even if it is, you know, two or three hours away from home. But it's hard to yeah. like, a job when you don't actually live there because I don't know if it's a turnoff about your area code not being from there. I've heard that is true, but 
also mm -hmm. if your resume shows you know like your most recent work experience is in a different city they might they might question like oh well you do you live here and then totally pay for your relocation fee and all that oh wow yeah I yeah I feel like that was the case a lot with the jobs I applied for in New York. The only way I actually got my internship that got me here was through a mutual friend, which I feel like is the case with a lot of people that I've spoken to that live in New York. Like they found their jobs through mutual friends or like their parents knew a guy who owns a business who was hiring for like this department and that's how they got their job. And it's like so crazy, but I feel like networking is the biggest way mm -hmm. to like move to a new city because like that literally my internship that I was at that got me to New York, my friend Kelsey, who was on my podcast yesterday, she actually got this internship that she got that exact internship, but turned it down to take a different job. And they asked, do you like have anyone you would recommend to take this internship? Cause we can't find an intern. And she was like, Oh, my friend wants to move to New York. Here's her contact info. And then I interviewed with them and they were like, okay, we trust her. If like, she thinks that you'd be a good fit. You can like take, you can have the job. So, um, I don't know if most companies really do that, but that worked out for me. So maybe that that's something someone could try. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You got lucky. Yes. Yeah, I know. Totally. Well, I can't wait to try it out someday. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's yeah. <laughs> for real. Like, yeah. Like we're considering it right now. <laughs> visit you that's first. so funny. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Definitely come visit and see how you like it. And it's so funny too. When I feel like visiting New York is so much more fun than living here because day to day, it's literally like, I just go, maybe my life's just boring, but I literally just go to my job and like go to the gym and go home. Like it's basically like my life in any other place that I would live, but it's in New York and I have to take the subway instead. Like the only time that's really fun and glamorous is if I ever like go out or go to Central Park or do something very like New York-y, that's when I get excited and I like get reminded like, oh my God, I really do live here. But day to day, I'm like, I hate the subway, that hobo just like spit in my direction. Like I just stepped in trash. Like it's really kind of gross. Yeah. <laughs> it smells too. Oh my God. It smells so bad. And on the subway too, everyone smells bad and everyone's sweating and we're all sitting close together and yeah. oh yeah, there's a lot of parts that, like, aren't as glamorous as I think people think. For sure. Honestly, even... But it's... Yeah. Yes. And it's a small... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Smaller than New York. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Wow. Yeah, totally. We'll go visit then first before you even consider moving there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Definitely. Well, do you have any final thoughts? I don't think so. I feel like we touched on a lot of good stuff. This is so fun. That This conversation went so fast. I thought we would have been talking for like 10 minutes and it's been way longer. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt the last episode. I was like, okay, I'm going to set a timer for 30 minutes and that's it. But then conversation, you know, you're caught in it. Yes. I know. That's a good thing though. True. And it's a good thing to learn about New York because I'm sure a lot of people want to know what's it like to live in New York because a lot of people want to live there. Me included. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. This has been really helpful. And we'll be... Oh, good. Yeah. Our good. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. For, for talking to us about it and talking to us about your podcast and how you started it. I'm pretty sure uh, with this episode, there's going to be a lot of people inspired and motivated and 
just like you said, just go for it and try new things and you might not know it. You go for at least for one year, you might find yourself going for another and for another and that's mm -hmm. how you go. So Yeah. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you guys for having me on here. This was so fun and awesome and it was so good to talk to you guys and this was such like a fun, like girly conversation. I loved it. Uh, you need to come on more often. <laughs> I know. Next you next time you guys will need to come on my podcast. Yes, yes. sounds good. We'd we'll love be to. honored. Yeah. <laughs> um yes, that would be so fun. You? Say that again. Where can people find you? Oh, okay. Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram at Saturday Night Olivia, and you can find my podcast, Saturday Night Live Podcast, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Perfect. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. This was so fun. Maybe I'll Thank see you, you. Um, next week in Cincy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. Text me. Okay. Will do. Okay. Have a good night, you guys. You Thank you Love so you. much. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, I really liked Olivia. She's really down she, to earth. I know. I wish yes. that we would have been like BFFs in high school when we were both on Orbs from Fashion Board together. I don't know yes, why we were You know what? I don't think I brought this up with her, but what's crazy is, so my cousin, my dad's brother's daughter, mm -hmm. um, they were sorority sisters together at University of South Carolina. Mm. We all grew up in Cincinnati together, and Olivia and Lauren both ended up at University of South Carolina, were in the same sorority, and they knew each other. So what a it's small like, world. It's such a small world. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let's just pack our bags now and take off. Yes. She made it sound so good that I want to move to New York. Except, obviously, the hobos and the bad smell and the high rent. Subways. But everything else, like the adventure and just, like, the excitement of trying new things. It's really, really, really motivational. So... We'll see. Yeah, let's visit. Let's visit first. Baby steps, right? Yeah, baby steps, please. All right, guys. So happy National Slap a Bitch Day. Yes. Be nice to your friends. I already slapped Caroline. Just, just a kidding. little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You guys can find us, as always, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify at Drink Outside the Box, on Instagram at Drink Outside the Box Podcast. At Caroline Lolly, that's L A W L E Y on Instagram. At Marifern underscore Mora, M A R I F E R N underscore M O R A on Instagram. And I think that's all. We'll see you guys next week. Just kidding. I love you, Caroline. I love you too. Yeah. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.